Hi, this is Kathy. And this is Charity, and you're listening to Macchiato Moms at Midnight. And we are pushing it. <laughs> it's going to be midnight by the time we're done with this, for sure. <laughs> Gosh. We are. And i got to work tomorrow. <laughs> but, um, so, Charity, hmm. how was your week? It was, it was bad. It was, it was actually really bad. It was and really not bad. Had, like, I just oh, didn't no. do anything. And it was bad because of my own self. I made it bad. <laughs> I just was so lazy and I didn't do anything. And I didn't wake up on time any days of the day. I just days. wanted to sleep in. I don't, well, I don't even, I feel like my alarm had to not go off. <laughs> because I have one of those old-fashioned noisy ones that, like, mm-hmm. have a thing at the top to go back and forth. And I didn't hear it at all. I don't know what happened. And I checked it when I woke up. I'd be like, no, let's make sure this works. So I would set it to just like a couple minutes ahead. And it worked. So I don't know what was happening. <laughs> I don't know. But I would wake up at like 7. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Now I have to wake up Luca yeah. with me. Yep. Yep. And that's when you're like, now my day is shot. Yeah. 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 I have been like getting it so where I get like maybe 10 or 15 minutes to pray and read my Bible and it's just not enough because um, I'm, I'm like I will set my alarm for 5 I have like 6 alarms on my phone. <laughs> I have it for 5.15 5.30 5.30 5.45 and then 6.30 for when she has to wake up and I do not wake up until the 5.45 <laughs> one I'm, I don't I don't know why I don't just set my alarm for 5.45 but it's because I have the best intentions when I go to sleep <laughs> But it's like eleven yeah. at the earliest, so it's like yeah, it's unrealistic. I just need to go to bed earlier. Yeah, but I can't see, and I think that's my problem too. Is I just need to go to bed earlier. But I, if I, I don't know, I, I don't know. I feel like at the end of the night when everyone's in bed, I'm just like, oh, finally, like yeah. peace and quiet. Like Time, I can't just go yeah. to bed. I have to unwind. Yeah, and I used to be able to like do Bible studies before bed mm-hmm. but my husband being laid off it's not yeah he wants me to spend time with him he wants me to sit and watch TV shows with him so it's like and I feel like I should yeah yeah <laughs> so sure. I'm just like balancing and then God gets pushed aside unfortunately which is not how it should yeah. be well I've I've yeah I've really been beating myself up about it and then today I got offered the job at the church when I was leaving there I was just thinking like Man, I'm really not going to be able to push God's side. Yeah, you have to like literally schedule out every part of your day. Yeah, when you have a job, it's like you got to be like, okay, this time is for this, this time is for this. Yeah, and then on weekends is when I try to really get a lot of time, like because yeah. I can. Everybody sleeps in, and I can get up at like six or six thirty instead of five thirty, and spend time in the Word and mm-hmm. until everyone wakes up which is nice, but then sometimes on the weekends it's like, oh, I kind of want to sleep in. Because <laughs> I don't, you look really comfortable sleeping in over <laughs> yeah. there on the other side of the bed. <laughs> it's so warm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I feel so much better when I'm in the Word. I know, me Like, too. even just a chapter, like the last mm-hmm. uh, two days I've been able to read a little bit of First Kings, and I mean, I get so much just from even one chapter in First Kings. Not every book of the Bible, Bible is that way. If you only have enough time for one chapter, make sure it's a book that you can get a lot from one chapter. Like, 
not like numbers or something. But <laughs> I feel like I dog on numbers a lot, but it's just it's about it's about numbers. There are good things in numbers, but the majority of it is about numbers. Um, so, but just spending that even that one chapter, it's kind of helped me to shift my perspective for that day, and I can tell I'm nicer to the kids too. But mm. and then getting up late and then trying to read my Bible. And then rush through the rest of the morning and mm-hmm. treat the kids like junk. It's like, that's pointless. Yeah. It'd be better just for me to, like, be praying throughout my morning and not, and, like, still doing it. Or I, like, listen to podcasts mm-hmm. or those lessons from Telling the Truth, which if you have not looked into that, you should. It's um, Telling the Truth as a website and an app, but it's awesome pastors we've talked about before mm-hmm. that have lessons on there every weekday I think yep. yeah. and I listen to those those are only like 20 minutes so yeah. it's like I can do that while I get ready and that so that's a that's one of the best ways that I can get the word in when I don't have time <laughs> yeah I usually listen to those I usually listen to those when I'm cleaning for whatever reason the app like it hasn't been playing the episode and once it loads it it loads it all the way listened to already well, I've had to reload it like five times just to get through the ones from this week. It's weird. I need to delete it and, and then re-download, re-download it. Yeah, <laughs> it hasn't been doing that for well, me. Yeah, no, it's weird. Yeah, I've um, been I've been listening to those the last couple of weeks when I've been working full time because they just really help me to focus mm-hmm. for the rest of the day and have. They've been really good. So mm-hmm. they've been um, like they've been about finding our identity in Christ. So those are things that stick with me the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I listened, I got through Sarah today, and that was just mm-hmm. so I only good. listened to half of that one, but uh, I want to listen to the rest. It was so it good. It was really good. Yeah. I really like that. Right. So, look I, into it yeah. if you have not. Yeah, and they actually, they post their Sunday sermons too, but they don't post them on Sunday. It's it's either Monday or a couple of days later in the week that they post, like, a sermon from Sunday. They, I've never I'll try and to post, it, like, a link to it to on yeah. our Facebook or an Instagram and um, that way you guys can yeah. find the website because it's really good. Yeah, you could probably link like their Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. They have a website so I could just post the link and then mm-hmm. a description of it. So Do that. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll make it easy for you to find it and you won't have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> so, today... We are talking about the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. So, um, last our last episode, we talked about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, and now we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. It was so awesome reading into this and all with all the ways that the Holy Spirit was around throughout the New Testament yeah. and with Jesus and. I learned a lot that yes. I didn't re- know. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, we, I feel like we could do an entire podcast just on the conception. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, we could do many, many podcasts on every <laughs> single minute detail of Jesus' life. Yeah. Just because it's like so fascinating to me. But um, Charity this has some information about, because we talked about how the Old Testament... Um, Ruach. Ruach. I... I totally butcher that when I say it, but whatever, um, was the word for the, uh, Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. So what's the word for the Holy Spirit in the New Testament they use a lot of the time? Uh, it's pneuma. Mm-hmm. Pneuma. And, uh, it's just, 
it's kind of it's the same description like the secret the force that you can't see and mm-hmm. those sorts of things but it is also the creative force of a person so it's like becoming our conscious now <laughs> I love that. Well, and to think that in the Holy or the New Testament, which we'll get into, that's when the Holy Spirit really comes to life, as you will, like in everybody. Mm-hmm. Like that's when He starts to create a new. It's that verse where uh, we are a new creation. Yeah, the behold, old the, the old has come. come. Behold, the new has come. It's like through the Holy Spirit we become. New life. Mm-hmm. We yeah. were dead, and now we're alive. Yeah. So that's that on that app that we just talked about. They had a whole thing on that. Yes. How we're born with the yes. dead spirit. I loved that one. <laughs> I loved that lesson. It was so good. Yes, it was. Okay, so the first instant you see of um, the Holy Spirit in the New Testament is the conception. The conception of Jesus. Um, I didn't realize it said this. I don't know why. Like, I've read I've read it, but I didn't ever, like, I, I guess because I wasn't looking for the Holy Spirit, I didn't ever really, it just never hit me. But Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Like, it didn't ever, like, really sink in. Those words that. are not the ones I expected you to say just now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says. Oh, I know, but I mean... I knew that it's because pretty, <laughs> it's graphic sounding, but it's not what you think. Uh, Actually, yeah. <laughs> when I first read this, I was like, if somebody who knew nothing about like God at all read this passage, it would be kind of weird. Like they would be like, this is some, some weird stuff here. Some freaky stuff going yeah. on. But the Holy Spirit is not a person. Right, it's just a spirit. Mm-hmm. It's a force. Um, so there's no, Mary was not Mary was a virgin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the scripture is Matthew one eighteen. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And then Luke one thirty five. Um, it says it also the angel replied to her the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you therefore the holy one to be born will be called the son of god do you think at that moment she was filled with the holy like she was obviously jesus conceived by the holy spirit but was she then filled with the holy spirit i think she was throughout the whole pregnancy Mm -hmm. maybe to ensure the safety of her being staying alive through Mm -hmm. it or you know throughout the birth or maybe to ensure the safety of the child but um because when she goes to rebecca um which we go into later it just says that um rebecca or elizabeth elizabeth okay i was like i'm confused yeah (laughs) no well yeah I don't know. We'll, I don't know. we'll get into okay. it in just a minute. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Yep. And I think it's important that we really understand that Mary was a virgin mm-hmm. and that she was human also because this whole conception points to Jesus being fully human and fully divine. So he came 
he's not, and I think this is, this is hard to understand, but he's not half human and he's not half divine. He is God. He's one person possessing two natures. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he is human because he came from the womb of Mary, but divine because he was conceived by God's spirit. Yeah, he was conceived by God. Yeah. So... And it was important to happen that way. That's what in Luke 135, he calls him the Holy One. And he had to be... Mary had to be a virgin because he had to be born of someone without sin. He mm-hmm. he couldn't... Like, if somebody yeah. was to impregnate he had her, to he would take on the sins of his father. Sin. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And he... The study that I was reading... It really just like, man, it just hit me so strong. It said that he is holy in the truest and deepest meaning of the term. There is no sin in mm-hmm. or about him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that is just so crazy to me. Yeah. And just to think that he died for us when he was that way. It's just. Yeah. When we. We are definitely not without sin, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Charles Spurgeon actually had a really good quote. There, uh, There's no other way of his being born. For had he been born of a sinful father, how should he have possessed a sinless nature? He is born of a woman that he might be human, but not by man that he might not be sinful. Oh, makes me yeah. cry. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, so to answer the thing about Mary, I'm reading David Guzik's commentary on this passage. in Luke 1 and um, he says the word overshadow means to cover with a cloud Um, so like the same cloud in Exodus uh, or the cloud of transfiguration Um, this cloud was an invisible manifestation of the glory and presence of God this means that the same power of God that was with Moses and others in the Old Testament was now going to do a unique work in the life of Mary is Ruach. Yeah. Oh. Technically speaking, the uh, angel pr- also predicted a vir- virginal conception rather than a virginal birth. Isn't that in Isaiah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so she didn't necessarily, she wasn't necessarily filled with the spirit, but the spirit just like overcame her and then was gone. I, I can't find it. I was just trying to look up. I saw... I just recently saw something on Facebook about how, like, a cloud was representative of the Holy Spirit and why that... I can't find it. I'll look it up later. But yeah, overshadow, that's... So, not necessarily filled, but protected and yeah. covered. I think that's why it says overshadow you, mm-hmm. because the, God's wanting us to know that she wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because that would be kind of weird. It'd be like she's conceiving the child herself. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So it was like this. Like I said, I want to see it. So when I go to heaven, I'm going to go, God, show me how that happened. Like play it back in my mind or something. Or if they have TVs in heaven, show it on the big screen. <laughs> I'm sure it'll just be like, like God, I was going to say touch us, but he's not, he's so, he's just going to look Jesus. at us and be like, you have yeah. that knowledge. Yeah. Maybe or, when you get to heaven, you just you just know. have the knowledge. You just think of a question, and you're like, oh, I, I know the answer. Or we don't even have questions, because yeah. we're like, oh, I, I know it all now. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I remember <laughs> when I was little, and I would think of, like, 
like I have to ask God why blue is blue and why right <laughs> is left and like these kind of things. Thinking how trivial those questions are compared to the ones <laughs> yeah. that I want. Now. How was Jesus conceived? Yeah. What is conception? <laughs> yes. <laughs> how do we even conceive? For like sure. That. Yeah. That in itself is a miracle. <laughs> Our bodies, just in general. Yeah. 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 So, moving on from that to because Charity's point about Jesus being without sin mm-hmm. um, is going to kind of lead into this next part and show you just how amazing Jesus really is. Mm-hmm. Jesus um, was then baptized. This is the next time the Holy Spirit really shows up. Not the next time, but this is a time in Jesus' life that the Holy Spirit comes and fills him when he's baptized by John. Um, and Luke three twenty one through 22... So, do you have that verse? I don't have it. I was going to go, I just, do you have John the Baptist when he was a baby written down in there? I do, I have it written down, but we're going to get there. Okay. So, um, because this brought up questions for us about John. But, so Jesus was not, he was without sin his whole entire life, was not filled with the Spirit, though, until his baptism. In um, Luke three twenty one through 22, when all the people were baptized, Jesus also was baptized. As he was praying, heaven opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in a physical appearance like a dove. And a voice came from the heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. Mm. And um, that's when he first gets filled with the Holy Spirit, which that means he was without sin, unfilled without the, the unfilled of the Holy Spirit. For 30 years. Because he started his ministry when he was 30 years old. That's amazing. That is amazing. That means he went through puberty without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And did not sin. (laughs) Yeah. Even against his parents. He was a teenager and did not rebel against his parents. I don't even want to say about that. Like, like how? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, well, not one of the issues I had that I had to look up when I was reading it is why he had, why, why was he baptized if he was sinless? What's, what was the point? And one of the articles I read brought up that he was being baptized for the sins of the entire nation. I feel like it's like a representation. Well, first of all, it's an example of what we do. Yeah. But also, I feel like that was like where, where he could start his ministry and start showing people. That was the first time that people got to say, "Oh my gosh, God is saying, saying this I is His, my you. son." Yeah. So that's the first instance, and that from that point on, he starts doing miracles because he's filled with the Spirit. Which, I mean, we don't hear about him doing miracles before that. We don't hear nothing about him. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I want to know more, <laughs> but. That's when he starts doing the miracles. So could he have done the miracle? I mean, I'm sure he. I'm sure he could have, but I mean, at any point, I don't know. What did he I do? No, he just studied he scripture. Lived, but he lived life. Yeah, he went through he was all of the feelings that we've went. He was a small business owner. Yeah, he was a carpenter working for the man. That's yeah. <laughs> he went through puberty and felt all the feels that you feel throughout that. And did not sin. So I wonder, we're getting off here. I know. But, but I wonder, like in those moments, like if you see a pretty honey walking down the street. And like you say, oh, she's pretty. So did he not even think that they were pretty? Like how did he keep himself well, from the lustful thoughts? I, don't, I think 
Well, as God, he or was he just like loves her. I created her. Look at how yeah. wonderful. Look at that beautiful creation <laughs> of mine. <laughs> he was the one that could actually do that. Yeah. Okay. But I, I feel like he just loved people. Yeah. That well, was it. Yeah. Like, I throughout his whole life. Yeah. I think he's probably too. like the best brother ever. He probably didn't well didn't they not get along? Like they were jealous of him. Yeah. Because yeah. um, Mary favored him, obviously. Because yeah. she knew. How would you not favor the child mm. of God yeah. and the one who never backtalks you <laughs> and always listens to you? <laughs> Go to sleep. Yes, mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that that's just freaking ridiculous first of all of all that he went through all of that without the spirit and yeah. it makes me feel really selfish for all the things that I do with so the spirit weak. yeah so weak um, I have the Holy Spirit living inside me yeah. and yet I still can't keep yeah. from and that I mean it just that's nothing it just shows how obedient he was and, that, and humble hum, yeah and um, powerful yeah and like faithful Ugh, the list goes makes on. me love Jesus a whole yeah. lot so, side note, though, about John, because we were wondering, was John filled with the Holy Spirit? Um, because, you know, in the Old Testament, only one person at a time mm. would be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, we looked into it and found a pretty cool little passage here. Um, I have Luke one fifteen through 17. Uh, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the spirit even before his birth. I don't have 16 or 17 written down. <laughs> he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to their children. And the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to make ready for the Lord a prepared people. So he was filled with the spirit to, to usher in people ready to accept Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. The way it describes it is is like just like an Old Testament prophet. Yeah, like going and turning back. And I just I think that's awesome that you can be set apart at yeah. a young age yeah. to do this work for God. That um, this is this is God or um, a prop. It's. Is it God speaking to him? No, an angel speaking to Zachariah, Zachariah yeah. uh, John's father, about the baby that hasn't even been conceived yeah. yet. Okay? So, um, and I love, what I love um, is where he says, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Mm. Because he was great in the sight of the Lord, even mm. though he, to other people, will probably seem like a loony. He lived in the locusts. desert and ate locusts and honey. He probably stank a little bit. He only bathed in the Jordan River, which was filthy. So it still is. Still is. You guys yeah. are wondering. But um, he was great in the sight mm. of the Lord. Yeah. That, and, I love that verse. Yeah. I think, and I just think this whole thing goes to show that mm -hmm. uh, like he was set apart, but he was filled with the Holy Spirit, even in purpose. the womb. And it just shows how we need the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to help us do God's work effectively. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then down just a little ways in Luke one forty one, it um, talks about when Mary and Elizabeth pass. Are they passing each other? Or, or Mary, Mary comes, comes to visit, to visit. Elizabeth. 
and says, At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child, which is John, leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I just thought in the commentary that I read, it was so awesome. It talked about how John had a spiritual awareness because he was already filled with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. that he was responding to Jesus, Mm -hmm. God's Spirit within Mary. That just blows my mind. I know. I know. Just to like the Spirit recognizing the Holy Presence of God, the Savior. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is important. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Elizabeth, um, blessed are you among women. And your child be blessed. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come mm. to me? I mean, that's just, it's just so awesome. Like she even knew because the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, was, so this is like a first instance where the Holy Spirit is inhabiting more than one her yeah. baby and her. And I would go to say even Mary. I, I mean, that's not necessarily clear. It says she was overshadowed, but mm-hmm. I feel like the Holy Spirit is resting on her still. Um, so like three people there all have the Holy Spirit and that's like not something that has happened Mm -hmm. before, um, in the Bible. So going back to Jesus after he was baptized. Yeah. I feel like in Luke, just because we're talking about how many times, like the Holy Spirit's all over here, Luke mentions the Holy Spirit the most out of any other gospel. Yes. I'm going to be referencing Luke a whole lot because that's, <laughs> he he has him in here a lot. Mm-hmm. And saying, like, making sure to say Jesus was doing things in the spirit. In the spirit, yeah. yeah. Which is good because that shows us, like, how we are supposed to be doing things. Oh, for sure. Not from our own strength, but in the spirit. Yeah. So, um, after Jesus' baptism... He began doing things, being led by the Spirit. Like, right after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he goes like got and, baptized, yeah. immediately goes into temptation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luke 3, 21, 22 is when he gets baptized. And then Luke 4, 1 through 2, he goes into the wilderness to be tempted. Mm-hmm. The Spirit leads him into the wilderness. So, we'll go back. I, have, I wrote down the Matthews, like Matthew 4, the account of that one, but... Well, they all go over yeah. it. So you can read yours and I'll read mine. The whole one? The whole the whole majig? Whole oh, thing? I wasn't going to do the whole thing. Oh, I wrote it all down just because I was like, <laughs> yes! And every time I would get one, I'd be like, yeah! <laughs> well, that so, actually, yeah, read the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, because they'll uh, show how he responded in yeah. the Spirit. So Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. (laughs) The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up on their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came in and attended him. 
a freaking mess. <laughs> so that right there shows exactly what you're supposed to do when you're being tempted in the spirit. You recall the scripture. And how do you recall the scripture? By being in the scripture and, yeah. and knowing it. Yeah, and that's why it was so important for to him you. to memorize it. Because, yeah, the Holy Spirit led him there, but he didn't leave him there. He was he helped him to, you know, I mean, led on, him honestly, Jesus out. probably re- remembered it on yeah. his own. But for us, the Holy Spirit will help us to remember yeah. it. It will be engraved in our heart and in our minds. Um, so I love that passage just because every time I start to be tempted, I start, I think of that. And mm-hmm. I think, you know. I have not been starving for 40 days. I can't nights. even imagine that. <laughs> I am not dying because I, Pastor Steve did a sermon on this one day or one Sunday, and he talks about how after 40 days, you're literally, your body starts to die. <laughs> like, start, start, like, to, you're, go from the point yeah. of um, being like hungry, your body actually starts to like eat you. So he was like, and imagine like no water. Just, Every How vulnerability that you I could I mean, maybe he had have. water. That's about it. But it says, doesn't it say, like, no food or drink? I don't know. It might just Not say fasting one, for 40 days. But um, he did. He was so hungry and weak, yet he still had the wherewithal to withhold from using the power that he had, mm-hmm. which we have, too, because mm-hmm. we have the same power Christ has. If we've accepted yeah. him. So um, that just goes to show that if you want to, you can use the power for, you need to use the power to, for good things. Yeah. And not just the whole thing. It shows Jesus was human mm-hmm. and that he did rely on the Holy Spirit. And just as you said, it gives us a really good example of how to rely on the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit in fighting Satan with scripture. Mm-hmm. And and it also shows how Jesus was sinless still. He yeah. faced temptation and didn't give in. Yeah. Makes me feel bad. I know. I have the spirit I know. and I give in. And God's like, hey, you don't need coffee today. You don't need to buy coffee today. But uh, it's one day and I can't even not do it. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And I mean, I go through these temptations and I wasn't in a desert alone and hungry <laughs> yeah. and tired. <laughs> and I have coffee at home. I don't need to buy coffee. He's right. <laughs> But somehow I still do it. (laughs) So, um, then he also carried out his ministry in the spirit. Mm -hmm. So, right after being in the desert, he's like, now I'm going to go start healing people. So, Luke 4, 14. um, Then Jesus returned. So, literally right after this whole passage in the desert. Then Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the spirit. And news about him spread throughout the entire vicinity. That's it. <laughs> but, yeah. So, he returned to Gal- Galilee in the power of the Spirit. So, I love that he emphasizes that. That he's saying he is here and he's ready to start his ministry. And he is in the power of the Spirit. On fire. That's how I take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what he looked like. Yeah. And then Luke four seventeen. Through 21. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. 
Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began saying to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I just imagine Jesus so sassy right, right. here. Bam! Yeah. Scroll on the, on the pulpit. <laughs> if they had those ribs sticking out. Yeah. Like, Today, this is... Well, the angels attended him. Oh, so that's maybe right. they made him all healthy. And that's awesome. right. If the angels attended him, I'm sure he looked he was a fine. whole lot better. But yeah. uh, just, he's like, this is happening. Right yeah, now, still, I, yeah. I just imagine it to be like the most epic mic drop you've ever yeah. seen in your life. So we read this in our rap battle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we read this in our last podcast at the end because it was kind of like a recap of what is to come. But um, this is Jesus saying, I'm here, I am the Son of God, and mm-hmm. I'm in the Spirit living in the spirit and I'm doing all this through the spirit. Um, so then he also, another way he was being led by the spirit is he would rejoice in the spirit. Um, I like this because I don't always rejoice in the spirit. (laughs) I tend to grumble in the spirit (laughs) or grumble to the spirit, I guess I should say. Yeah. So, um, Luke, 10, 21 through 22. At that time, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and revealed them to the infants. Yes, Father, because this was your good pleasure. All things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father and who the Father is except the Son and anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal him. So he's... I don't know a lot about the backstory of this, but I just like that he is taking the time to stop and just rejoice throughout his ministry to God and what he's doing through himself, Mm -hmm. (laughs) through Jesus. And so I just thought that was a great way to look and see that we need to do that. Like when we see something that God has done through us for his glory, stop and rejoice in the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. And I've done that sometimes. And it is, it is so empowering and so perspective shifting to just stop and think about, wow, God did that. And just to praise him. And I love that. He said, you, you bypass the wise and intelligent and reveal things to infants, to those who have, open hearts and minds and who are easier to you know easier to trust and not the ones who think they know it all yeah i think that this also is just like a really i'm sorry i'm highlighting i don't know if you guys can hear this it always comes out so loud but i think that it's a uh, a really good reminder of like the implications that come from saying you've accepted christ mm-hmm. and what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. after that yep Amen. All things have been committed to me by my Father. Yep. Yep. And we can say that too. Yeah. All things have been entrusted to, to us, us as Christians. Yeah. yeah. For sure. <sighs> I like that passage. I do too. I really like I really like it. Gets me goose pimply. 
<laughs> so uh, another awesome thing he did throughout his ministry is he cast out demons in the spirit. Another reason why I'm highlighting this out is because these are things that we can do. So, um, Matthew 12, 28, God, Jesus is talking um, to the Pharisees because they're they're all like, oh, because he casts out these demons. And he's like, they're like, oh my gosh, how can you do that? He's doing it through the power of the devil. Mm. And that's when he says that the divided house cannot, cannot stand. stand. Yeah. The devil cannot cast out the devil. Yeah. But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And that's Matthew twelve twenty eight. I love that verse too. It's I, so yeah. powerful. It's like we have the kingdom of God with us at all times. Yeah. I also love verse twenty seven right before that. He says, And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons drive them out? For mm -hmm. this reason, they will be their, your judges. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, snap. He just <laughs> called them out. Because that was, like, him saying pretty much, you're not driving, driving anything, anything out. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're all a bunch of phonies. Yeah. Um, so, Jesus lived out his ministry being led by the Spirit as an example of how we should serve Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, throughout his whole entire ministry, everything he did was Spirit-filled. Um, when we live in the spirit, we bring God's kingdom to earth just like Jesus did. This is the new covenant we have with Christ. That we get to bring the spirit to the world. Mm -hmm. We are his kingdom come. <laughs> because if we live the way we should, you know, if we live in the spirit, we are bringing his kingdom here. Um, so quit telling God, just come already. We, he's come. He's come. And he's asking us to to uh, live that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's here. Right now. Right now. In your heart. Mm -hmm. That's what my, my son has started saying. Johnny has started saying, I love you in my heart. Aww. And it's the sweetest thing. That is sweet. <laughs> Just means so much more when it's in your heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not like I have to. It's because I want to. Yeah. Sorry, the yeah. Yeah. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> so, how does this go from Jesus having the Spirit in him to us having the Spirit in us? And that's when... Spoiler alert, there's fire! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a cross. <laughs> so, um, this is right before he dies, but he's telling Jesus tells his disciples that he will be leaving, but he will send a helper... A counselor to them the Holy Spirit who will teach us all things and remind us of what Jesus taught mm -hmm. um, this happens in John 20 chapter 20 verse 21 mm -hmm. through 22 mm -hmm. when he commissions the disciples to go out and tell the people about him mm -hmm. um, again Jesus said peace be with you as the Father has sent me I am sending you and with that he breathed on them and said receive the Holy Spirit if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Yeah, so this, what I meant by this happens is that the fulfillment of what he told them happens. Yeah. John 20 through 20. And I realized <laughs> I didn't say that very clearly. So not, yeah. So this happens, John 20 
through uh, John chapter 20, 21 through mm-hmm. 22, is after Jesus died and they see him again. Mm-hmm. And he literally is like hanging out with them in close quarters because they're hiding out in a house, mm-hmm. um, trying to hide from the Jewish people, afraid that they're all going to get killed. Um, and he's like sitting there with them, showing them his scars and whatnot. And then all of a sudden he's like breathing the Holy Spirit into them. And that's another thing. Like, what did that look like? Yeah. Make mine visible. I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So after Jesus was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, um, even in the resurrection, Jesus did not rely on his own power. He used the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to um, show us that the Holy Spirit can do anything. Um, we cannot expect or attempt to do the work God appoints us to without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Our strength comes from God for yeah. sure. And that's why I feel like right then, right away, before he's like, I'm late, because he, he was leaving, like, mm-hmm. right after that, he breathes the Holy Spirit into his disciples, because he knew that if he did not, that wouldn't, mm-hmm. we would not be Christians. Yeah. This would not have God's gone work through. wouldn't have they spread. Would've, they would have kicked, they would have been like, see ya. I feel like the Holy Spirit fear, truly yeah. gave them the, the drive, the desire, and the bravery to follow through because we do not have a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control through the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that this rings so clearly even today as the father, as the father sent him, he's sending us. Yeah. He sent us. Yeah. We are supposed to be going and doing. Yeah. <laughs> Conviction. Oh, so much. <laughs> But it's good. No, it, it is. It's good it conviction. Yeah. It, no, yeah, for sure. For sure. I, yeah. <laughs> Just the whole strength thing. I always forget that. Yeah. I, yeah. I I remind my daughter of that all the time. But somehow I easily forget it when it comes to my, me needing strength. Here. But I have to say, I've been on a diet and I've been very good about not purchasing coffee the last two days two days you guys okay just two days but i'm like i'm doing it for god and every time i feel like i want to do it i just remember my love for jesus see i have to do that that is what i tell luca every day when she goes to school because she is so bored and i'm like you gotta remember what jesus would do what jesus would want you to do when you're there Mm -hmm. and i say it to her and do it for him Jesus, let's go have some coffee together. Yeah. Jesus, I need to go to Starbucks. And this candy bar. Well, Those brownies, do you want some of that? <laughs> well, I find when I'm like, when especially since I always have a, like a lesson or a podcast on about mm. God in my car, that helps me to like remember. But I mean, there's always a time where you just deliberately, you're going to do it. You know you yeah. weren't supposed to, you know you don't. Like, for me, the biggest thing is we don't have the money for it right now because my husband's laid off. So, it's like, I should not, especially if I'm going to put it on a credit card, what mm-hmm. am I doing? So, it's like, when I deliberately do it, I always, it's just not satisfying. No, like it's I so guilty. And I'm like, I just want to throw this coffee down the drain now. Yeah. It just takes the joy out of it. Yeah. So, it's like, being obedient is so much more fulfilling and I feel so much better about myself when I do it. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't, I don't, I, it's, I, the guilt is gone. It's just that I feel like I'm showing God I truly love mm-hmm. him. And that is a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Obedience. There are multiple verses from Jesus that says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And 
that's the best way I can show him that I love him is by doing that. <laughs> so I'm trying real hard. Two days in. <laughs> Here we go. Two days is good. Yeah. It's right? usually like hours in that I'm like, well, what did I say I can't have? Selective memory. <laughs> I didn't write it down. It doesn't count. <laughs> the worst is when I go to church, we have our coffee bar. Oh, and I can justify it because it goes to ministry, all the yeah. profits. So I'm like, it's for you, God. It's for you. <laughs> I haven't felt guilty about that yet. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so... After Jesus leaves, descends, or not descends, ascends, ascends. <laughs> into heaven. Wrong way, guys. In a cloud of light or whatnot, um, the disciples go out and spread the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Acts is when we see, like, the Holy Spirit come and just fill multiple mm-hmm. people at once. And this is, I feel like this... The Pentecost is really what shows us what the Holy Spirit is about mm. and why people get filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, so we're going to go over that a little mm. bit mm. because this is, this is this is what starts everything, y'all. This is what started this, the churches, right? So, um, How far should I go? Uh, to 12 or just to 6? Two, uh, one through thirteen. Okay, excellent. Uh, so Acts two, one through thirteen. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, they. Now there were saying, staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, "Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of each of us hears them in our native language?" Parthians, me, Medes, and Elamites, I don't know, guys, <laughs> residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, I don't know, sure. Pontus and Asia, Thyleria, some other places, and Egypt, <laughs> and the parts of Liberia near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, <laughs> sweet Arabs. But those Arabs. <laughs> we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our, in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. <laughs> they have had too much wine. <laughs> I don't know why they're Italian all of a sudden. Yeah, no, I don't either. It's because um, they're speaking any language I want yeah. them to. <laughs> so, God, Jesus literally predicted this, like, Several days before this happened. Mm-hmm. Because before he left, he said, um, in Acts 1, 4 through 8, mm-hmm. he says, um, while he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise, which he said, you have heard me speak about for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in a few mm-hmm. days. And uh, John also mentioned that in Luke, um, about the baptizing with the... Um, 
with fire. Mm-hmm. It's a spirit coming and baptizing mm-hmm. with fire. Uh, so, um, back to the other thing. I really loved the end where some said, what does this mean? Like, some are, like, curious mm-hmm. and want to know more. But then some are sneer and say they're drunk with wine. That just shows that in the end it will always be our choice of mm-hmm. how if we're going to have an open heart and be curious, remain curious of God and who he is, or if we're going to turn away mm-hmm. and you know explain it in our own minds of what it has to be because we're not willing to admit what it is. Um, and what's sad about that is like everybody's in Jerusalem for like passover yeah yeah everyone's what is it what is it called it's like the 50s the festival of 50 something right yeah i don't know i don't know the day of pentecost arrived yeah (laughs) no i think this was pentecost because of the holy spirit coming down but it was actually because jesus died the day of passover so everybody would be there from all over Mm. so um it just it just shows that even if you're jewish and you know the history and you know the Torah you have it memorized especially if you're male you can still turn away from it mm-hmm. turn because you're so stubborn yeah <laughs> hard-hearted but um after that happened though Peter teaches about the fulfilled prophecies in Jesus um he goes on to further the rest of the chapter and just like lists out um prophecies from the old testament about jesus and how he fulfilled them and then three thousand people are saved and baptized that day that day yeah that's incredible it is yeah well and that i think that's what what's so great about it um saying it was fire tongues of fire mm-hmm. and then they were baptized and saved so is it in it's in isaiah or elijah where he has the hot coal is that isaiah mm-hmm. it's isaiah isaiah yeah. So back Old Testament time when people are sick and lepers and they're outcasts, if you're touched by one of them, they think that you then take on like their unclean, uncleanness. Yeah, you're unclean. <laughs> yeah. And then the hot coal thing that happened, I can't remember. I, who was it? It's Isaiah. It's Isaiah. And it's when he has a vision of God on his throne. In the chair. What is it? A... In a, a cherub bone. Cherubim. Cherubim. An angel. Um he, they're saying holy, holy, holy about God, and, and Isaiah's like, I him. just feel like worthless. I'm disgusting. Yeah. I can't even. My praise can't even come out of my mouth because it's just filthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he touches him with the yeah. Hot coal. The angel t- grabs a hot coal, is not burned with it, but touches it to Isaiah and says, "You are clean." Yeah. So that this is also like both of those things symbolize God's ability to purify us. Yeah, because fire purifies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they were saying then. Like, it took away you touching something bad, like fire, and then you taking on that characteristic. Like, now when you touch God, his purification is, like, instead mm-hmm. of anything unclean, it spreads to you. Yeah. And that is what we have with the Holy Spirit. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it's supposed to burn away our undesirable elements. Yes. And... We have a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the more you live in the Spirit, the more you grow closer to God, the more that will pour out and purify you. That's what sanctification is, you mm-hmm. guys, okay? That's a weird word, but what it really is is just becoming more like Christ, mm-hmm. and that will only happen through the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. living inside of you and through you 
daily choosing to live in the spirit, to follow that voice inside of you that you know is God instead of doing what we want to do. Yeah. And through each day doing that, even if it's little by little, doing what you can, mm-hmm. you will become made clean. Yeah. Let that same fire ignite your heart. Yeah. I love that. So, in the rest of Acts, the disciples go on to do uh, many things in mm-hmm. the power of the Holy Spirit, bringing more and more people to Christ, performing miracles. Like Jesus said, you will do things that I've done. You will do better things mm-hmm. than what I've done while I've been here in the power of the Spirit. Um, and then the rest of the New Testament is a series of letters from Paul and other apostles written to churches on how we as a church should be living out our lives spirit-filled. So, I mean, this is an important thing. <laughs> so the rest of the New Testament is, that's what, that really, I feel like, is what it's about. I mean, and, and more, yeah. but the majority of it is like, this is how you need to live your life, and you need to do it in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then how we as a church should be using the Holy Spirit in our life every day to have a full and peace-filled life. And, I mean, I feel like that sums up pretty much a lot of the rest of it when it comes to the Holy Spirit. There's so much more. But, in our next podcast, we're going to be talking about how you can use the Holy Spirit in your life. We're going to talk about how. So we're going to go through some of these um, letters from Paul, especially, where he talks about how to use walk in the Spirit, how to mm-hmm. live in the Spirit. Because it's all fine and dandy to say, you got to do that, but it's like, how do you apply it to your life? Yeah. <laughs> so it might be our next several podcasts we yeah. talk about that. Especially, it, we're going to start talking about the fruits of the Spirit. But So that's going to branch out to a whole bunch of things. But yeah, that's pretty... I'm excited. I'm excited also. I'm hoping through that I will more and more live in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping that also. <laughs> yeah. You guys, honestly, that's really one of the main reasons why we do this podcast is because we just like studying God's Word. We like talking about God's Word with each other. And we thought, why not share it with other people if it can help them? Yeah. So... It's not because we uh, know everything. We sure as heck don't. No. I do not. I literally know nothing about what we're going to talk about until we decide <laughs> to talk true. about it yeah. and read about it. Yeah. And then I'm like, boom, my mind is blowing right now. Yeah. We studied the Holy Spirit and moms in a Bible study thing that we do last year. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we can do this because we spent an entire year studying this. And then we started it and we were like, what does that say? Yeah. <laughs> What's that say? There's still more. There's, there's just, still more. There's so much. I feel like that's word. never going to end though. It's like it's never. always going to be more. There's that's, always going to be something new. That's what I love about it because it's like, it's you're never going to get bored with them. Oh. As long as you stay curious, like I said, like these people, what does this mean? If you keep asking that about what God's word means... And you keep digging into it and trying to figure it out, you will never be bored. Yeah. <laughs> never. Yeah. And I think that, that there's a stigma around that, that people think they can't ask questions. They just have to believe to believe. But God wants you to ask questions yeah. because he wants you to dig deeper. Like it means you have bad faith if you, yeah. don't, if you ask questions. But how is your faith going to grow and be strong if you don't ask questions? You mm-hmm. should totally ask questions. Which reminds me. If you have questions for us. Yes. That's important. <laughs> Leave comments. 
for us on our um, Facebook or email us at macchiatomoms at gmail.com mm-hmm. Facebook um, Macchiato Moms at Midnight mm-hmm. or you can inst- you can even message us on Facebook or um, on Instagram which is at Macchiato Moms is our Instagram hey, what's that called? Instagram handle. username? I don't handle. know handle is or is Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. those dang social media <laughs> networks we don't get them no but for realsies, if you have questions for us, totally ask because we're more than happy to either give you the answer if we actually know it, yeah. look or into look it, it or talk to someone who we know would know it. Yeah, give us some pass advice. it to you. <laughs> so we are always wanting to help people grow in their walk with Christ. So. Yes, or, or start their or walk start. with Christ. Yeah, that too. If you have questions, just ooh, that'd be a good podcast. How do you start? Yeah, how to get started. Yeah, let's do that one. <laughs> Making a note of that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, hopefully you learned a lot because I sure as heck did. I know, me too. Also conviction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> always. Always. <laughs> it's good. It's yes. good. All right. Bye. Bye.